Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 49 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. We're almost at 50. Big 5-0. Yeah, you know, what I've been doing actually is asking people if they'd be interested in being on our podcast, and I think we've gotten a lot of great responses. Yeah, I mean, even when we first started this, I remember some some of our friends from high school were saying that they wanted to be on it, and while we did have, what, Lena was on it once, and then your parents, I think that's the only guest that, the only two guests that we've ever had. Yeah, and I um, think maybe over Thanksgiving, what we can do is discuss some sort of theme that we'll want to bring in for people. Yeah. So that is a consistent thing that, you know, we get to learn about our guests every week or, you know, whatever we have guests on, sort of like a standardized sort of metric or, or series of questions. So yeah. we get a sense of, you know, all these cool people that we know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it, there's a number of different things that we could do and, and, even, and our listeners can can feel free to, you know, leave comments or, or send us emails or just tell us in person. Um, the the types of things that you might be interested in hearing from from our guests, whether they just kind of join in, in our conversation, that we just have a natural conversation the way that you and I do, or we do have some specific set of questions that we ask people depending on what their careers are or or certain hobbies that they that they that they do. So yeah, um, I think it could be fun though. Absolutely. So this week was big for me. Yeah. Because it was my last week at American Express, and it was really bittersweet. It was it was interesting because we moved floors, and because we moved floors, I was no longer sitting next to really close friends of mine. I mean, I was still in the same row with them, and I was still sitting next to like really awesome people. But just the basic fact that we moved locations, and it seemed like it was a fresh start, and it just seemed like I was sort of starting to phase out. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It's interesting to know you're coming to an end versus feeling it tangibly. And it just seemed like on Monday, like, because for most people, it's business as usual. But for me, it's just a final countdown. And yeah, my workload starts to decrease materially while other people are still full steam ahead. Because to other people, it's just another week. And I want to say that. I was a little bit more blue for most of the week because I am genuinely sad and I'm going to miss all these people because I just had the absolute privilege of working with some of the smartest people I've ever met who took a chance on me about a year and a half ago when they allowed me to pivot and become a UX designer and allowed me to make mistakes and learn from everybody and to figure out all the different techniques and best practices and all that. So it is like a family. You yeah. know, when when we're building these products together, we're spending so much time together Monday through Friday. You know, we go on trips, we're talking, we're hanging outside of work, we're doing all these happy hours. You really get to know these people. And I think I've been watching The Office and I'm sort of like using that as a surrogate, you know, just to sort of feel like, well, these people have spent years together, it seems. And, you know, there's antics and you sort of get a sense of, oh, you know, like I've seen that happen in my office or this, that, and the other. And it's it's an interesting thing to sort of – to witness. I don't – I know that I was sad to see each of these last few days go by because I just knew that it was one less day that I had with these people. And – we 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 I mean we had a uh, a going away party for me, drinks on Thursday night, and it was great because so many people came out and that was really touching. Most of the group came out, and we started going. We were at the location, the bar at like I want to say six o'clock, five thirty six, and we were there until about one in the morning. Oh wow. And it was just great to be able to hang out with all my friends and to just sort of relive the old times, get excited for the future. But what I'm, what I, what I know is because I live so close to these guys right now and the 
how often they have these happy hours and when they're these get-togethers. That you know, I'm not far away, so I know I'm still going to be able to see these people. Yeah. So in that regard, it's not goodbye. It's more just see you later. So that's what I've been going through this week. I can understand. That's uh. Yeah, I mean, we said it last week, I guess. It's very bittersweet, you know, exciting exciting for what's co- going to come at your next job. But sad that you're going to leave all these friends and these these great people behind. And, yeah, you'll be able to see them and everything. It's just, it's it's you know, you're not going to be in that same building with them every single day for eight hours or however many hours you stay at work. Right. Um, and what's nice to realize as I'm sort of leaving – which is, I guess, guess a tiny bit ironic. But when I left the agency years ago, I never thought that I would find people as cool as I knew back then. Yeah. But I've, that, I've been proven wrong so well, which is, like, the greatest thing. Yeah, for sure. That these – I mean, I, I – these are some of the coolest and smartest people I've ever met. And I know that some of these relationships that I've started forming with these people will last a very long time. And I'm looking forward to meeting a new group of people because it'll be great to learn from just new faces. Right. Sending out I, – I, I did definitely take a long time to – Write my thing, my goodbye email. Oh, okay. So you sent one. I definitely sent one. Okay. It was a labor of love, I would say. It took me about an hour to write because I just wanted, because, you know, like, it just meant a lot to me what yeah, everyone's done. And I didn't want to just be like, hey, happy I got to work with everybody. See you later. Let me see. Yeah, I'll I'll pull up right now. I said, hi, friends. I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to everyone that I've worked with in the past two years. You took a gamble on me when you allowed me to become a UX designer, and for that, I am forever grateful. It has been my absolute privilege to call you not only my colleagues, but my dearest friends. The road hasn't always been the easiest, but I take solace in knowing that I work with the best and brightest that American Express has to offer. I can't wait to see all of the wonderful things you guys come up with. No other team is better equipped to change the game both inside and outside our four walls. While I must say goodbye for now, I do hope that our paths will meet again in the future. But I know not to cry because it's over. Rather, I'll smile because it happened. Here's to us and those like us. And I just gave my contact information below. That's good. That's a really good one. Yeah. it's. I definitely took a look at what other people were doing. Just to get a sense of like length and you know how personal they got, and I definitely was a little bit more personal than other people might have uh, have been, but that's just because of how much these people have meant to me. Yeah. Now looking ahead, I so I have this coming week off, which is nice. This is the longest I've ever sort of had off between jobs. Normally I'm a last day Friday, first day Monday kind of guy. Oh jeez. And I think that sort of stemmed from how I how I did it once I graduated college. Most people graduate college, they take well, they don't take they get like a month or two off before they start working. Mm-hmm. For me, though, because I was working full time my last semester, that I basically was working that week, that weekday, or that regular, rather just that week. I took Wednesday off to graduate, and then I was back at work on Thursday. And so it just never seemed like – because I never took the time, I didn't know what I was missing out on, if yeah. that makes sense. So this break for Thanksgiving is kind of nice because I get to go home, and I'm absolutely not needing to worry about anything. And then I will start at FanDuel on December 1st, Tuesday, and they don't need me in until about 1130 that first day. Which okay. is nice because it doesn't seem like I'm going to be in a rush, obviously. Yeah. I And then I fly out to Scotland, to Edinburgh, um, Wednesday, Wednesday night, like 7.30. And I'm okay. there Thursday, Friday, and I fly back Saturday. And that's for work? That is for work. Oh, wow. Okay. So that'll be exciting. I've never that been to Scotland before. Dude. 
I do know that Emberg is supposed to be a very lovely city. I'm sure I'm just going to be in meetings all day, but hopefully I'll get a chance to see something. Yeah. If it's not possible, then it's not possible. There's always next time. It'll be uh, be a nice little thing to meet, you know, my bosses as one of their employees. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So that's that's been my week so far. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of emotions, but you know, definitely uh, definitely a good week, I would say overall. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And what about this weekend? Did you do anything? Um, I did. Have, I went to a friendsgiving yesterday. Okay. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Friend has a place in Long Island City that I went to with a coworker. It, the the woman that was holding it is somebody that I've worked with very closely in the past. So we went there, and we were not we didn't know if we were going to stay like all day, but we ended up getting there at two o'clock, two thirty. We were actually the first ones there, which is always mm-hmm. kind of you know exciting in the sense of like, oh my god, are we too early? But we ended up staying from like two to like I want to say midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It was it was fun. We got to meet Jeez. some of her friends. We got to meet her boyfriend. Hang out with everybody. The food was great. I think it was just nice to meet new people. I think that's always exciting, right? When you're at a party, you meet somebody new or a group of new people, and everyone's just really nice. Yeah. So everything's like sort of on the table because the I feel like the dynamic is obviously different. Than when you're out with an old group of friends, you you already have that basic or base level of comfort. But with a new group of people that you're meeting for the first time, you do get a sense of like that discovery with yeah. with everyone. So that's always fun. But like I said, the food was great, company was great, and we had a great time. One of the girls, her name is Iris. She brought her dog to the friendsgiving, and the dog was a lot of fun to play with. Dog was just running around. Uh, a really quiet dog, but I think she was, I think they said that the dog was half black lab, half pit. Okay, so that's what I, that's what I was about to yeah. ask you. And so not a small dog, not like a small dog medium, by any means, medium sized, medium sized dog. Yeah, and it was just fun, you know. And, and I like I said, I went with one of my coworkers, and we just had a great time, just hanging out and like being with everybody. And she has a great apartment in Long Island City. She's on the 26th or 27th floor, corner unit, has a great view, and it was just fun. I think it was just nice to not be inside my own apartment all day, Saturday, because sometimes I do tend to go full hermit. I guess like today, I haven't left the apartment today. No? No. And I I do know it's cold. It's 49 and raining. Oh, it's so unfortunate. Wait, that's my clock not... Updating. I do know that it's supposed to be like 37 degrees tonight. Yeah, it's supposed to be. A, it's supposed to get cold up here, uh, around us for a bit. It's even been snowing in the Midwest. Yeah, I know that my, my roommate or his family FaceTimed him, and it was snowing. Like I don't want potentially blizzarding, but I'm I'm using blizzard in the sense of just snow getting dumped on him. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking up on uh, weather.com right now. A, a few places in the Midwest have gotten like over 16 inches of snow. Jeez. Mich- there's a, a city in Michigan, um, Wisconsin, Iowa that have gotten like you know, over a foot of snow. Wow, that's Lots serious. of places in Indiana got like four. Oh, uh, Chicago mm-hmm. got uh, almost a foot, 11 inches of snow. Yeah. It's November. I guess it's it's just about that time. I I like snow or, I you know, I liked snow when I was younger, but it's so frustrating to deal with now especially when you have to drive to get to you know to oh, I'm sure. certain places but it's certainly not a uh, it's not a field day you don't know, just don't walk through the snow you know right it's not not something fun to do for you either um yeah it just brings up so many more headaches nowadays yeah exactly back in the day you get a day off of school you get extra time to complete your assignments if you had an exam you get that little stress relief just you know it's only a single day, but you know it's a lot when you're when you're young. But nowadays, it's you know you don't get the time off of work. They then you need to shovel your driveway before, and like before you normally wake up, so that way you can make it to work on time. Yeah, it's 
it's just crazy with like all these things that you used to appreciate slowly but surely you just realize like all you want is a nice normal day yeah maybe like 60 65 degrees no humidity like the sun's out of your eyes when you need it to be like everything just like one of those like uneventful days end up being some of the best days absolutely man it's just it's, just, it's another one of those are we getting old moments <laughs> Like we were discussing at the Friendsgiving I was at last night, at one point we just started talking about politics. And I was like, I didn't know that. I mean, you can do this with like really close friends, but when it's like a new group of people getting together, the last thing I need, I think that we ought to be doing is talking about politics because nobody really knows how to have a really open conversation about politics. I don't really care what your views are. I think the issue with political conversations is. Like, Reza, you'll say something, and I'll just sit there and wait for you to be done. I won't be listening to what you're saying, or I will be listening, but I won't be understanding what you're saying. And then once I see that your lips have moved and I don't hear anything else, I will just start talking about what I want to talk about, and then you do yeah. the same thing. It's like we – with the sort of the intent that we're going to try and change each other's minds, it's like I don't – like I don't think adults should be talking about this. Maybe that's why adults are just like, how's the weather? Like, yeah. what are your kids doing? Like, oh, the PTA is such a bitch. Like, these, like, non-confrontational things is just the easiest thing to talk about where you don't ruffle any feathers. People don't, like, look at you a certain way. It was just crazy because it, it got heated yesterday because people, like, have different views, which they're totally allowed to do. But, you know, with each of these uh, each of these elections, it just seems like the stakes are getting, like, higher and higher. Yeah, and everyone thinks that they have the like they they're smarter than everyone else, or like when you're talking about the economy, it's like yeah, just because you're in finance doesn't mean you have the answers. Yeah, for sure. Or like just because you're in finance and somebody else isn't in finance, that you shouldn't be. It shouldn't be assumed that you you're the only one that can talk about this. You're 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 not the you're not the authority right. on it. Right, because if you were the authority, then you probably wouldn't be hanging out with us right now. Yeah, you know, it's only. It's just interesting how people sort of project themselves in these types of conversation, which is the easiest thing to do, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there really should just be like – it's almost like one of those social no-nos. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like I read There's this on Reddit. There's where you don't talk about politics, right? Yeah, like the, the thread that I read was, what is your social no-no that makes you immediately turn people away? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was like when you're having a conversation with someone, they don't let you get a word in or this is the way I am, get used to it. You know, when someone immediately jumps into their life story and all the hardships they're facing. We just met. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry they took your baby away. You know, it's like understanding the audience that you're speaking to, I think, is something that I think we could all learn from a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's hard. It's really hard to talk politics. I think with people um, or for people, when when people don't have the same views as you, it t- it's 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 like it's very difficult to change someone's opinions because typically when you when it comes to politics, you kind of have this deep rooted belief or opinion in the way something should be, and a lot of times there there are things that they're just. There, there are beliefs that people have that you're just not going to be able to change, whether there's religion behind it or, um, you know, you just feel that you're you're right, and the other person feels is going to feel the exact same way about the other issue. It's very hard to have open-minded conversations about politics, which is why I think you typically avoid that type of conversation with people that you don't know, unless those people have the same views as you. Because things become very heated, and just like you said, you're really just talking at the other person rather than talking to the other person, and and taking taking opinions from them to your you know actually taking those opinions and applying them to your beliefs, and and whether you change your mind or you just take a you know accept and understand a different view, um, but that's not what a lot of people do, and I'm not going to sit here and say like I don't I say that's what a lot a lot of people don't do. I'm I'm included in that a lot many times you try to be objective about it but it doesn't work very well all the time yeah it's it's why those fantasy football commercials like friends talk uh fantasy with each other mm-hmm. is kind of the funniest thing and the most apt thing because you can always just talk about something like as mundane as fantasy sports yeah and be like oh my god like this is like passion where nobody gets hurt you know right 
Like, you can right. be like, oh, my God, how did you make such a dumb mistake? Like, oh, yeah, I've definitely made those mistakes before. Or, or oh, that was such a great play. And there's no, there's no victims in that kind of conversation. Yeah. You know? Meanwhile, you'll be like, oh, I think, I think this candidate's new proposal that he said off the record that got picked up out of context – it's totally the right thing to do, and you just start horrifying people. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, I think that's hysterical. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, how was your week? Oh man, so my week honestly has just been has just been work. Um, I said I wasn't going to talk too much about it, but I can actually explain what's been going on for me. Um, the, over the last few weeks, I've been working on a few projects to. Um, uh, I was asked to kind of I was asked by collaborators to help with a particular part of an analysis because these papers have actually been through the review process. One of them has been uh, accepted for a review, but they were actually looking to add a little bit more data, and the other paper has been rejected with um, with uh, encouraged to resubmit. So basically, address the the concerns of the reviewers and resubmit it, and they're more more than likely going to publish it as long as we address those concerns. So the the one project I finished about a week and a half ago, um, the second project is one that I was working on a bit when I was at your place last week. Right. Um, so essentially, what I had been trying to run there was this program that I was going to run, and it was it was taking about it was going to take about four days to run, right? And the reason it takes so long is because there's massive amounts of data. Um, and when something takes four days to run and your deadline is this Wednesday, it's a bit concerning because it doesn't live, leave a whole lot of time for your downstream analysis. So I basically just get a, a large table of data, and I still have to, to manipulate that data and, and, and um, create a figure or a table out of all that data. And I found after some point that the, the table that I was trying to create um, that would take four days to run did not have to be created. We only needed one column of that entire table oh, um, instead of like 28 that we were we were looking for. Um, so uh, I basically just killed that process. I, I canceled that that step and I and I redid it to just get that one column. And doing that only takes about I think seven hours. So when I killed that process and, and restarted, it still finished before it would have finished had I let it go to completion. Um, but the problem is at now is that it's the downstream analysis part. What we need to do is take that data and, you know, do some, you know, run a couple more programs, do a little bit of manual work and then get it into the paper. What we're trying to do is basically run an experiment that was already done on a different set of data. So I need to do it exactly the same way that they did it for the first set of experiments. The problem is this is part of someone's PhD thesis work that he'd done two years ago. So I'm only expanding on that data. So it's been a really long time since he left our lab, since he graduated, and he doesn't remember the exact steps that he'd taken, sure. which is why they've actually asked me to help because he doesn't have access to our databases or our systems anymore. Um, so I was really struggling on Friday night. It's like, it's like Friday, it's like 5 or 6 p.m., and I'm kind of like you know desperate at this point because I have the the data, but I'm still not convinced that this is the right data. And then for some reason, something hit me where I realized, well, we're all on these servers, right? We have these remote servers that we log into when we do our work. And uh, they're just these very powerful systems. So you can't, you know, you're unlikely to be able to do any of the pro run any of the programs that we write um, because the data that we have is so massive. So we have these um, external servers that have like, you know, have like 100 or 200 some gigabytes of RAM and, and like 32 cores, things like that. So um, I realized that his data is actually still there. Uh, when you're a grad student, you don't actually own any of your data. So nothing you really have is really private. Your lab notebook, everything is really the property of your lab and by association, the university that you work for. So um, that's actually not the, pro the thought process <laughs> that I had in my mind. I just realized that um, you have this your home your home directory, but I realized that I could probably get into that other person's directory if it was open and, and if it was readable. So okay. sure enough, I I because I know his username. I go back because you only have to go, you go up one folder and then you can see everyone else's folders. It's a bit complicated, I know, but. I can see his, the permissions on his file, on his folder, and sure enough, it's open. So I was able to actually go into his folders and see where he ran the program and then see the, the logs that he had kept. And I can actually see the programs that he ran to generate the data that he had. I was able to get a lot of information from that. 
Um, so I ended up staying into la- in lab, I think, until like 8.30 or so. And um, what it, it was good because I was able to get a lot of information out of it. And I can actually, I know that I can finish the analysis with what he, you know, what he has, the, his records there. The problem is I don't think I have enough time to finish that before Wednesday. So what I asked my, my advisors um, and, and the authors of the papers is basically ask if we can get an extension because we, we have everything that we need. It's just, we just need a little bit more time. Um, okay. I'm not sure exactly how much time they had to, to address these concerns, but they only brought me on to this project about two weeks ago. So I haven't had a whole lot of time myself to work on it. Um, and so my advisor had actually said as an editor himself, he's, he doesn't think he's ever um, turned down somebody's request for an extension when they're, when they're actually trying to address the claim or the, uh, the concerns of reviewers. So um, they're going to ask for an extension, and hopefully, I'll get a little bit of extra time to, you know, not stress about it and get the figures done, and uh, you know, be finished with that. So, I mean, that's kind of what I worked on this week. I, I'm, you know, that I'm trying to finish up my my PhD proposal, which for our listeners, basically, there there are a few steps. I think I actually did talk about this before, but there are, there are three major checkpoints that you need to achieve as a PhD student. The first is your preliminary exams which are you do about your second year as a PhD student. Um, when you finish that, then you have about a year or two before you propose your PhD. So you spend more time doing your research work um, rather than classwork, and you develop a, 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 compli- you know, a large project, and then you propose this thesis pro- this project to your committee as well as the public, the, the scientific public, so the people in your department and your university. If you pass that, then you have another about year, year and a half or so, and you and these timelines are very generic or, or general. They they differ, you know, by major and whatnot. But you spend a little bit more time doing your research, and then you defend your PhD. When you finish that, then you're mm-hmm. done. So I need to do my proposal right now. Um, I have a lot of the work done already. It's just a matter of doing it, and I haven't had a whole lot of time to do it yet. So what I've spent some time doing is kind of just generating the section headers for the various sections of my PhD. Um, so the different projects that I've worked on, what, like it's 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 almost like write, it's almost like filling in a puzzle right sure. now for me. It's not like writing a novel where I have a general story in mind and I want to write certain things. Like I, it's it really is like filling in a puzzle. I have all the work done, and I know what I want to do. So it's a matter of just you know putting the sections in. Um, if I say you know I have you know sections one through 10 and I decide, Hey, you know what? There's a major gap between four and five. I can just throw in another section there and apply more of the stuff that I already know or have done in the past. And just, it fills in a lot of gaps. So it's kind of a fun process for me. You know, I like my puzzles. Um, Dude, I know you love your puzzles. <laughs> so it's kind of a fun process for me. I, I, I'm looking forward to actually getting it done. And it's really, really, really helpful. At least I found it being really helpful when I did my master's thesis to like really write everything down to have like a very structured argument for what you're doing and what you're going to be doing. It, it really like, you know, it sets a path, like it sets like a road that you just need to cruise down, you know, exactly what you need to do, you know, maybe not day to day, but for the most, maybe like month to month, you really know what it is that you need to get done and what you need to do. And it just makes it a lot easier to kind of stay focused, which is something that I do struggle a bit to do. Um, especially when I'm working on tons of different projects, the the closer I get to being done with my PhD, the more focused I am and I get to be on my own research. Um, and I'm also finding that a lot of these projects that I'm working on are also still related and I'm learning more about like, I don't know, statistics. Um, some of these programs that I'm writing, they're very much, re- or the ones that I'm working on, especially now, it's very related to projects that I've worked on in the past. So um, they do fit in pretty well with the general theme of my PhD. So that's, that's also good. Not like it's nothing super random. Nice. Yeah. Um, yesterday I just hung out with Elena. Um, uh-huh. it was a good day. Um, Mark's girlfriend, Mr. Diggis, uh, his, his girlfriend's birthday was last week. I think it was last Friday, maybe. Okay. And, um, yesterday she, and she had, she invited a bunch of friends to, uh, Xfinity live. Um, as you know, Lena works um, Sunday to Thursday. She has Fridays and Saturdays off. So yesterday was her Sunday. So we went out there. I think we got there at about eight thirty. We stayed till about ten. Um, 
I didn't want to not go. So we went out, we, you know, we shut up for a little bit and that was nice too. Um, it's always good just to spend time, you know, the two of us get, to, you know, even like the half hour car ride. It's, it's really oh, sure. nice. Yeah. Hey, what is Xfinity live? So Xfinity live, it, there's, it's, it's almost like a large collection of like sports bars and maybe like some small clubs, I guess. This is my, it's my, it was my first time there. You go in there and there's like four different places, like I guess different bars sort of clubs i don't i don't know and in the center which is where we spent most of our time there's kind of like a restaurant and there's um you know they serve drinks there they they have food and then there's like a chicken pizza and and just like tons of people coming out i don't know what it's like after when you know when it gets really late i know plenty of people go there um you know for the nightlife but we left relatively early so i don't know how like what happens after that whether people kind of congregate in the specific bars that are there or they hang out in the middle still or they're kind of free to go wherever they want um but they also have like cause, so xfinity live is is basically in the center of the lincoln financial field which is where the eagles play uh the the philadelphia eagles the football team uh the 76ers as well as the flyers in in the wells fargo center and citizens bank park where the uh, the phillies play and so it's kind of like uh people people can go watch all the games there they have all these TVs set up and whatnot so you can go there and watch all the football games or all the baseball games that's anything that's super cool it's 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 a really cool place um i would probably go there more often especially for games if it wasn't for the fact that it's like 35 minutes or so away from me Oh yeah, dude. That just seems too far away. Yeah. Is that is that a place relatively new? Um, that's a good question. I actually have no idea. I, I don't. I thought it was been. I thought it had been around for a bit, but Lena seemed to think that it was relatively new. I'm gonna look it up right now, and I'll tell you. Um, but I I really thought it had been there for a bit. It may have been something beforehand. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you in a minute. It's not loading from now. Um, so what's your plan for the rest of the week? I mean, I know you're you're coming home later this weekend, but how about early in the week? What are you doing? I want to say that – so I'm meeting up my old boss for lunch, the one from the agency. Okay. So I'll be doing that Monday. I'm actually meeting up another old boss of mine that used to work at American Express. She reached out when she read that I was leaving American Express and – you know, we hadn't spoken mm. in a couple. Well, we just haven't met since she left. Yeah. She got married. She like her life's been uh, her life's been really exciting. So we decided that I would go up to her for Tuesday and okay. get lunch. And I'll be probably like once I do that, I'll I'll sort of just come home, pack up my stuff, and then head back home to Westchester. Okay. And I think I'm just gonna spend Thanksgiving from Tuesday night to Sunday at. In Pennsylvania, and then come back to New York. Perfect. I'm trying to get my hair cut sometime Monday or Tuesday before I come home because it's just that time again. Yeah. Um, I know that my haircut is like not the hardest thing in the world, so I'm sure other people could do it. But it's just like one of those things where like I'm not looking to start a new relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. With another barber. <laughs> uh, this sounds really stupid. I know, but. He knows how to do your hair. He just knows how to do my hair, man. And I trust him, and I love him, and I just know that if I were to have to dis- like discuss with another barber, we got to go through all the rigmarole, and it probably won't be as nice as I like it. Yeah. And my hair is my hair, man. You know, it's it's crazy how much I'm starting to think about this stuff, but I like the way I look with this haircut, you know? Yeah. Um. Oh, I so... I did buy new yoga mats because I've been doing a ton more yoga. Nice. And so I bought like these really nice yoga mats. They're like super thin and like they don't uh, slip around because the yoga mat that I'm on right now is a little bit thicker. It's about half an inch thick and it does sometimes move around, which is not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I also bought my dad the same rowing machine that I've been using because he wants to do like something while he watches his shows. Yeah. So that's coming on Monday, and what's funny is my mom and my dad, they watch all these Chinese shows on the iPad, but there's like a ton of pop-up ads, yeah. so the HDMI cord that they have right now is only like five feet long, and they're like, oh, every time the pop-up ad comes, one of us has to get off the couch and, you know, go touch the, it's like, like literally like, 
Netflix are you still watching? Um, and so I just bought them a 25 foot HDMI cable. Jesus. Um, I figured like you know I could I could have gone the 10 feet one, but I'm not sure like where they might be on the couch. Yeah. And I figured 25 feet ought to be sufficient. Get the job done. It's like yeah, if you're like you know in the backyard in uh, in your neighbor's uh, living room and you're watching something on our TV for some reason, the HDMI cable will fit. Or yeah. It will be long enough. It'll be yeah, it'll reach. Yeah. So so what are you like? What are you playing? What are you listening to? What are you reading nowadays? Before I tell you that, I will just say quickly that Xfinity Live was completed in, in March twenty uh, of March twenty twelve. At least that's when the first phase kind of opened. I don't know what the first phase. What are we twenty fifteen? Yeah, so. we're twenty fifteen now. So it's been open for about three four years now. Okay. Almost four. Um, so I'm playing Fallout Four right now, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you are. Um, it's it's a really nice change to like just play a single player game where and I, this is what I did when I was in Seattle actually I didn't I wasn't able to game a whole lot um especially like on multiplayer games um and we're know, also very disappointed three... in you <laughs> well you guys were 3 hours you guys had a 3 hour time difference and oh uh, of course you're going to put this on us and and my and my internet was pretty was pretty poor um so it's it's a nice it's nice to just be able to play a single player game jump in and out but it's such an expanse it's like a large universe um, there's a lot to do yesterday and Yaron and I were talking about this and, 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 you know, joking around about it earlier today, but you can like build your settlements. So you get like you, you first start the game, you end up back in your old neighborhood where you used to live right. Um, after the nuclear, the nuclear war. And, um, and so you, you're, you have this, you're able to like rebuild the houses, um, the, the defenses, everything in this neighborhood. And as you progress through the game, you get different settlements and you can do the same thing. You build houses, you can build defenses and you recruit people into these, into these settlements. Um, not just manually, um, partially manually, but sometimes like random settlers will show up because they're interested in a safe place to just start a new life. And so, when you're there, you can like build these houses. And yesterday, I spent a lot of time just trying to build a house because there's no like instruction manual on how things need to fit together. It was actually really frustrating to do it. I still haven't been able to find a way to like build a proper two-story home, like a two-story shack, more or less, because I can't figure out how to like place the stairs and then place new floors on the second floor while raising up the walls another story. Oh wow! And it's, it's it's definitely frustrating, and I you know trying to figure it out, but like there's it there's so much to do, so much you can build, and so much that's going on that it makes like you lose a lot of time just doing that. And I'm not even like into that type of stuff, you know, that, that Minecraft or whatever it is type of thing. That's not like I'm not super interested in doing that type of stuff. I just kind of want like the bare minimum that I really need, and then just move on and continue doing missions. But it's I've just realized that. Well, I have I have realized that you're able to like do things like gather water and then sell that water to other settlements and then you know make a ton of money that way. And so at that point Jesus, you kind of, this is a deep game. Yeah, you could like you can you can basically mine not mine resources, but create resources that other people would be interested in, sell those, and then buy things like ammo or weapons for your, you know, your hunting, your your missions. Um so I'm kind of trying to do that type of stuff but at, like i'm not looking up guides i'm just doing it at, oh you're you know, doing this I'm solo it myself yeah yeah exactly um i know a lot of people who've like we've lost to this game yeah <laughs> and it's, uh... it's just they were good people you know <laughs> i'm not saying it's... you're one of them but... no I'm, I'm not i'm not there yet i can't play we as miss much you as buddy I, <laughs> I can't play as much as i want to play um as I would like to at least, but you know, it's, it's, it feels really good to like finish up a really long day of work and uh, have accomplished a lot. Um, so that's really good. I've also kind of been dabbling a bit into Halo still too. That That's kind of my multiplayer game, but for the most part, it's just been Fallout. Very cool. I'm, I'm incredibly behind on TV shows. I haven't watched a TV show like a full season or I don't know, followed a show at all. In the last, I don't know how many months. Maybe, maybe Ballers was the last show that I kept oh up with. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't watched a single episode of The Walking Dead. There are shows on Netflix that, and and um, and Amazon Prime that have come out that I can't remember the names of, but that I'm interested in watching. Haven't watched them. Haven't tried them. 
Um, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I will be seeing the new Hunger Games movie with Lena on Tuesday. How dare you? Yeah, well, the the Christiana. I, I, I actually, I always say the Christiana Theater, but it's a Cinemark, but the Regal by us, too, on 202 next to the Target. Yeah. They have uh, half-price Tuesday tickets, like all day Tuesday, not just like matinees, but all day. So you get like a ticket for 5 50 or 6 bucks. go see a movie. Um, and so Lane and I are going to be going there on Tuesday. We have to get there early because when we went to see The Martian, which was like two weeks old at the time, we went to see The Martian and they had like five seats left. So we just had to um, postpone it another week. Oh, wow. And when we, and we postponed it another week, we got there early that time. The theater was still packed. People were sitting in the front row. Oh, my God. So we got to get there like an hour early. And we're just going to chill out for a bit, maybe get some popcorn or something. Can I tell this you? Is they, this is how they get you. That's how they get you. Get you that half price tickets and all of a sudden you feel like you can, you can afford popcorn yeah. and drinks. Um, don't let them do that to you, dude. No, I'm going to do it. Wow, you're playing when did I <laughs> It's I uh what was the last movie I saw? Was it you? Yes, uh we saw Spectre. Yeah, I, saw, yeah, I, I keep wanting to say Skyfall. Yeah, Spectre. Yeah. And I would love to see another movie. I don't know if there's any other movies out, but we should definitely see a movie. We have we have so many plans. Yeah. We gotta get breakfast when I get home, and then we gotta go to Best Buy because <laughs> Black Friday deals are already out. And have you ever done when you buy like game like games at Best Buy? Mm-hmm. Like, how does the Gamers Club thing? Do you come in with your card, or do you just no? Like, oh. I get my phone number. That's all you have to do. Oh, I God. even let Mark use it, and all he did was give my number. He didn't even say it was his. He didn't want to lie about it, so he just told them that it, you know that a friend has it, and if he, he has the number, it would work. And they were like, sure. So he was able to get ten bucks off Halo. So amazing. Yeah, no ID needed. So, okay. Um, what am I playing right now? I'm playing Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's a great game. I'm having a ton of fun with it. But I'm Good. achievement hunting right now. So I just sort of stopped playing the story. <laughs> One of the things I have to do is shoot a chicken out of the air with a flaming arrow. <laughs> so I spent 25 minutes running around after chickens. And then holding X, so I got to tap X when I'm next to one, and then you hold them by the feet, and you got to toss into the oh, air, and then notch an arrow that's like a flaming arrow, and you got to shoot. I just kept getting the timing wrong, but then I finally got it, and then I moved on to shooting a bottle out of the air. Like you got to find bottles, toss right. into the air, and shoot it, and then I had to kill a warthog with a Molotov cocktail. These are so random. <laughs> They're so incredibly random. I have to shoot 15 deer in the heart. I had to kill a guy with a bottle. Like, I'm just, like, trying to do all this stuff. Like, I spent about an hour just going around looking for deer. So I've killed about 11 of them. I'm still yeah. looking for my final four. Um, I should probably try and finish this game. What's interesting is there are some – I don't I, – there's no multiplayer, thank God. So I think I'll be able to 100% this game. Okay, that's good. But I'm not entirely sure that I want to. It's kind of no. the reason why I'm never going to get Fallout 4. Partly because I didn't like Fallout 3. But also, more importantly, because this year I did GTA 5. And yeah. then The Witcher 3. And it's like, I can't do three of these like massively open world games. Absolutely. Knowing that Fallout would absolutely dominate my life. Knowing that you can build a settlement, which is would probably be the only reason why I play this game. Yeah. So that's actually one of my pro- – like as much as I love these really large games, it's really problematic for me because I have less and less time to actually commit to them. Like I have Metal Gear Solid Five, and I may have put like 15 hours into that game, and I really liked it. Maybe I don't even know if I put 15 into it. That might be too high. I really like the game, and I'm going to go back to it. But because I just got really captivated by Fallout, and I just kind of it had been on such a long break from Metal Gear Solid, I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, and then I still haven't finished the campaign in Halo because anytime I play, if I'm going to play a single player game, I'm playing Fallout. If I'm going to play a multiplayer game, I'm going to play Halo. But when I start Halo, I'm not jumping back to the single player stuff. And then uh, the so the Borderlands um, Handsome Jack collection is on sale for twenty dollars. 
And as much as I want to tell myself it's fine to spend 20 on on two games, which I really did enjoy, at least the first the, the one of the one of the two games, um, it's just another large, massive game that I, that would that requires a lot of time, and I don't know that I actually want to put that in. Exactly. It's like for. I was in the exact same situation about a week ago where I was talking to you and I said I want to get The Last of Us remastered and Halo 5 and what was and Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront. But I mean, I would like to have all three of these games, but there's no way I'm going to be able to have time to play all these. Like I I don't want three games sitting there. Like it just feels like it's like work at that point, you know? So I'm just yeah. going to take it one at a time. And there's really no rush, because, like, the way I played Battlefront in the beta just mm-hmm. means that, like, leveling up is not going to be an issue for me. Like, I yeah. beasted and feasted on fools in that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, that, that game is, that game's too easy. So there, there's no real <laughs> rush. Although, I was talking to our friend Justin about Halo 5, and he would really like all of us to ride together. Yeah, he 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 was talking about it earlier today. I, so I hadn't played Halo Five in a bit, especially with Justin, since like the first week that it was out. And he was he was saying he there he and Yaron were both asking when you were going to be getting it. And I said, you know, I don't really, I really don't know. You'll get it when you get it. Um, I got nothing more to say on that, or you know, no no more information. Yeah, Yaron uh, did mention that he, he told me specifically not to buy Battlefront. He said it's a fun game, but it doesn't feel like it's worth sixty dollars. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting thing to say. Is it? Do you think it's so? I guess he he was saying that there's not enough content to justify sixty. Like I don't know how many maps there are, but there but you can already buy the season pass for like fifty dollars or whatever it is, and there's no single player. But if you get like I don't know, I feel like for for a sixty dollar game, if you can provide me with like thirty to forty hours of entertainment, does that make it worth it to you? I think it does. Is it because there are so many other games now that we could commit hundreds of hours to in a sixty dollar game that kind of spoils us, or I don't know if it spoils us or shows us the the worth, like the content that we can actually get for sixty that makes us feel like some of these other games just really aren't worth it. It might like, be. It might be. Like, You're right. Like Wolfenstein, I certainly didn't put like I didn't get anywhere near a hundred hours into that game. I may have put like ten to twenty hours. Now granted I didn't spend sixty on it, but some people did. But it was a really fun game. The story is really solid. Um, I just, I guess it's just expectations for different types of games. Like Battlefront is kind of like a, is going to be kind of like um, Call of Duty and Halo for me, where I want hundreds of hours, maybe, or maybe not all hundreds, but at least a hundred hours of entertainment because of the multiplayer. And you have different expectations for single player games. If that makes any no, sense. No, it does. It does. And I think that's why we can be a little bit more selective nowadays. But it is also tough because we're being selective out of just this huge, like, rich catalog of titles. Yeah. It's just something, like, as a kid, not as a kid, but, like, a few years ago, you'd be like, oh, my God, like, buy it all. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll make the time. We'll stay up until four in the morning. It's all <laughs> going to be okay. Now it's just like... Uh, buddy, it's like 10.30. Why did you sign on so late? We ain't got time for this anymore. You know what's funny is that despite the fact that we're able to, you know, as we get older and we're making more money, we can afford the games and we just kind of decide not to buy them. Does that mean we're making more adult decisions? I think so. I mean, wasn't it last year when we saw like NBA 2K15 drop to like $10 and you and I both made the conscious decision to not buy it despite the fact that the game was normally 60? Like, we could have bought the game for 10 and sold it back to like Best Buy or GameStop and made a profit. Oh. Uh. Well, yeah, but the reason <laughs> why <laughs> profit. Um. But you know why I don't buy NBA Two K. Oh man, because because of Al Horford. Al Horford. Oh my God. I have never seen worse AI than how Al Horford would attack the rim. <laughs> It it would it would just infuriate me, but I am proud to have lost Game Seven 
to the Golden State Warriors and not turn off the box. Yeah, man, you could have easily have done that and won the play. You were really reject re- regretting that at some point. You were like, "Why the hell did I like?" Now you got to play another eighty-two games, yeah. another eighty-two game season, and then you did the, the my favorite thing was request a trade every single time you met with the GM. <laughs> and you, you I and like, I got <laughs> traded. I got traded from what the Hawks to the, the Lakers, Lakers to the Knicks, and I was like, okay, I'm on the Lakers. We got Kobe. The- this is going to be a good team. Kobe, Kobe's not good. Um, maybe because I'm too good. But Kobe wasn't attacking the rim like I needed him to in NBA 2K. Yeah. And then I was, uh, I was like, I can't do this. We got to go to the Knicks. We're playing in the Garden. And Didn't Carmelo, they trade Melo away or something? They traded Melo away to bring to me on. <laughs> and I was around a bunch of no-names. And I was like, oh, my God. That's and then happens. Bron Bron was traded from the the Heat to, to the, the jazz. jazz of all things. And I was like, "Get me on the Jazz! Get me <laughs> on the Jazz!" But you do know that if I were to join the Jazz, they would just trade everyone away. Yeah, that was. I guess that's my problem with the two K games. As much fun as I had with them, and they made they really made me more interested in the NBA. Like I've been following the NBA a lot more after I played that game. Um, it feels less like you're actually playing with those specific players. It's more like you're just playing with a generic player who has certain stats and heights. You know, it's like, oh, you you got a seven foot tall person who you know can who has great uh, blocking and rebounding. That could be any of like ten centers in the NBA. Yeah. It didn't really matter what their actual name was. They're they're they had no personality. Um, so Kobe wasn't doing Kobe things. Um, I, I saw like the other day on, on, on Reddit that Steph Curry is probably the only player who's worse in NBA 2K than his real life equivalent. And it's because in 2K or in real life, you know, Steph Curry can shoot a three from like 10 feet beyond the three point line and make it in 2K. He's not going to make that ever. No. So that's kind of what I'm playing right now. That's yeah. All, that's all I'm doing. Well, you let me know when you get Halo, and I'll and I'll I'll be, I'll be sure to jump on there too. I still have to play the I have to finish the campaign, but I do also want to do the co-op campaign at some point. Not to mention the fact that we have to finish three ODST and four on MCC. We still got to do that. Yeah, that'll that'll happen eventually. Maybe we'll do that over break or something. How do we do like, that over break? I guess you won't have your ex. I don't I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Okay. We will figure it out. I think that's it then. Yeah, same for me. All right, then. Get some dinner, do some work. For sure. All right, well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. I'll see you guys next week.